Hey, 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 welcome to Conversations with Nikki. Yes, it has been a whole month. <laughs> Literally took a sabbatical, a rest rather, from um, recording, but we are back and we are back with uh, the next two episodes that we are going to be talking about just to wrap up the whole series. And I'm not alone, like I. Um, in this series, I do have my co-host, which is my amazing husband. And in this series or this episode, we're talking about the wilderness. It's titled The Wilderness. But before we even get in too deep, let me get my husband to greet y'all. Say hey, babe. How? Oh, hey, babe. No, I'm saying you must say hey. Oh, <laughs> like how? I must say hey, babe to you now. Anyway, <laughs> hey, what's up, everyone? Yeah. Okay, so this episode, um, yeah, I guess it's it's easy to talk about now, I guess, I don't know. But it's in um, the second last episode, and the reason why I titled it The Wilderness, I always believe when you're in the wilderness, that is when actually God comes through more so than when you're in a comfortable spot. So the wilderness is obviously a place that's not a, it's not a comfortable place. Um, geography wilderness is described as a vast bushy area like it's the wild and in the wilderness mostly you would not survive but hey we are christian we've got a different dna and what was meant to kill us god intended it for another thing you know that verse all things work together for the good of those that love them anyway before i get too deep so i think in our last episode we had separated married to my husband for seven years i had thrown in the towel i was like you know what i am done 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 however i was done theoretically but my mind and my heart was not done and the reason why i say that is because everyone around me kept saying what's next what's next you know um the church uh friends family were all like what's next you can't be idle and i kept saying i cannot make a decision from an emotional space i need to make a decision from a sound mind and obviously i was very emotional so i was not going to be like yeah i'm fighting for divorce because most people are like yeah you need to file for divorce and i was not going to be or late charges or whatever the case is i was not in that position and i actually thank god for that i thank god um that the holy spirit within me and I, the reason why I say the Holy Spirit within me, I think if I didn't have Holy Spirit within me, it would have been a very easy decision to throw away seven years, go to go see a lawyer, start the whole process of divorce. You know, it's easy when you don't have the Holy Spirit. And I guess I actually understood how a lot of marriages come, how a lot of marriages divorce so easily. Because if you don't have that conviction that no but when i said my vows i meant forever it's very easy to just make an appointment with the lawyer and so forth anyway so my experience of the wilderness was in the first two months i was an enraged woman i was angry i do not know if any of you have watched what's that movie love yes yes what is it called i don't know forgot that yeah the one that taraji is in 
Yeah. Um, oh man, it's gonna get to you. Yeah, I went to your <laughs> that I was literally that person that. beyond yeah. rage. I was love beyond <laughs> rage, and that is where you just see red. I was a typical what they would stereotype as an angry, angry, mad black woman. I didn't want anything to do with tubs. I did not want to see him. I did not want to smell him. I didn't even want to talk to him. And I think for those two months, I actually didn't talk to him. I didn't care at all. And it was just a rage. I was. I put up this front. I was like, you know what? I was feeling that. What was fueling that? I think the one, it was myself, obviously the rage that I had within me. Two, the people who were around me, um, which I will get into detail. You know, when you are broken, be sure to have warriors around you. Be sure to have friends that won't entertain your brokenness. Like, how can I put it? Who won't allow you to wallow in that brokenness and then it's a gossip session so obviously when you are down they're gonna be like oh but okay what's wrong and it becomes a gossip session as to let us pray or let us and i think in that moment i really needed that but i appreciate all my friends that were around me at that in that moment in time however i at that moment i don't think that's what i needed and i guess family as well you know (sighs) anyway so I literally, it's like I built such a hard wall and I even built a wall um, up against God. I didn't want to hear from him. I stopped praying. I stopped reading the word of God because I just felt, God, you cannot have brought me on this earth to come to a seven-year marriage ending. And I just literally distanced myself from god if i'm to be very honest so having distanced myself from god i was left open to a lot of things Mm. yeah sure a lot of things thankfully it wasn't um it wasn't the other scale of being promiscuous but it was a scale of toxic nature in the sense that bitterness can kill you bitterness can yo brah like the best way I can describe what I was going through, it's like my heart was filled with poison. I feel I could have even hired a hitman. <laughs> Anywho. <laughs> but that's... Why are you laughing? Did you try to? No. Mm. How? You would not be alive. But that's the anger I had. Like it was spirit because it's not human to feel that way and i guess that's when i understood there's such a thin line between love and hate like a very thin line anywho so for those two months july and august i was enraged and then i always call this experience um my gracefully broken so in my rage i was too yo I was like, I was now, I was now, I defaulted back to my habit of being an independent woman. I defaulted to habits that when I was married, I now, like, you know, I was a single woman, a single independent woman. And there's nothing wrong with being a single independent woman. However, when you get married, there is something wrong. Because when you get married, you need to be codependent, not independent. And um, I interdependent, yeah. So I then um, defaulted back to that, what I knew best. Hustle, be myself, look out for my kids and everything. It was the toughest 
six month separation i will not lie anyway so in september i am giving a presentation at work while giving my presentation um and bear in mind i was seeing a therapist and this therapist kept telling me i'm not showing emotion and i'm like woman so i developed a bad habit from when i was a child um when i would go through bad things instead of confronting the situation i learned how to not confront it but not show emotion where i had this thing that the world does not stop for you to cry so i had not dealt with it and i would never deal with things i would just put it under my like put it on the carpet and let's keep moving but i would not deal with it so i would be able yo brah people at work didn't even know what was going down so emotionally i could put a poker face but inside i am breaking into every single like my heart is shattered anyway um and then a tear drops I'm like what's going on and then another tear drops and i start crying in front of my work colleagues and that's not me i'm not that person i do not break easily so i'm like what is going on rush to the toilet and then one of my workmates follow behind me and they're like are you okay and i kept crying and i was like i'll be fine i'll be fine kept crying i called the counselor or the therapist and i'm like i am crying i make it stop and she was like i'm so happy you're crying because now i know you have emotion i'm like well that's not helping i then called my sister i'm like i'm crying i don't know why i'm crying and she's like thank the good lord we thought you were literally a diehard like you didn't have emotion and that was not something i didn't want that i didn't understand i could not i could not relate to the emotion that i was going through guys i cried as if someone had died i could not stop the tears from coming down i then went home while i was driving on that highway whoever was watching me on that highway yes if you're listening to the podcast and you saw a girl crying in september on the highway uncontrollably yes that's me <laughs> so i literally was crying non-stop like non-stop because these tears were just coming down and it was like i was grieving could not understand and i still had to go pick up my kids but i was like how do i pick up my kids if my tears are not stopping i put my sunglasses on i got the kids got back into the house i literally went up into the room i closed the blinds and i cried i cried until it was 10 p.m didn't come out of the room i remember my kids didn't even come and interrupt i think they saw that now this woman is going through the most to let us leave her until 10 p.m you know when you're tired of crying where you're crying and there are no more tears but you're still crying i was like okay 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 i'm tired and then i just heard a voice not an audible voice but a voice from within and it was the holy spirit obviously or god holy spirit and the voice was then like are you now ready to hand over the situation are you ready to hand it over i'm like what what what's going on and obviously god was talking about everything i was going through and he's like are you ready to hand it over to me 10 p.m sitting on my bed my eyes are swollen you know when you cry a lot and you have a headache and your lips your mouth is dry from crying yes that was me I'm like okay god i'm giving it over to you 
I had to, I literally was like, I surrender. I give it over to you. And that at that moment, I understood what it meant to be gracefully broken. How God will break you. And I think it's the Tasha Cobb song. God will break you to get to you sometimes. But he will break you like a gentleman. He's not a rough person. And for him to get my attention, he had to break me. He had to break down my walls. He had to break down my strong emotional person type of being, you know, my stubborn self. He had to break me to bring out my true emotion. Because, yo, I cried, guys. And then um, the journey began. The journey actually began. And so this is September. Um, and then he then was like, I need you to. So I, there's this book, me. God. So there's this book that kept, um, I have this app called Scribed that I read my books from. And at that moment, I was reading um, She Dog Millionaire, the story of Nike. And this book kept, so what happens with Scribed, they always recommend books for you. And this book kept flashing and it was the prodigal son, the prodigal returns home. I'm like, okay, the prodigal returns home. I ignored that you know thing that kept flashing and i was like then god was like i need you to read the story in the bible of the prodigal son i'm like why should i read the story of the prodigal son i know the story of the prodigal son it's a son that wilds out he goes comes back you know how is that relatable to me and he god kept saying read that story read that story so i read the bible i opened up the bible to read the story of the prodigal son and I was like, okay, but it still didn't, it still didn't sink in as to what is God trying to say. And then, boom, this book kept coming. So I was like, oh, let me just check out this book, The Prodigal Returns Home. It is by um, Staying Camp. Staying Camp. I forgot the first name, but it's about. Um, so I open up. I read the summary of the book. So it's about a husband who. Um, similar story guys when i mean back to back story this couple was married um they divorced the lady went and filed for divorce in her separation and the husband was just wilding out for her and everything and boom she then god touched her and god told her she needs to pray for her husband and she started praying for her husband change how she changed how she relates to her husband and everything long story short her husband came back home and they remarried so i'm like okay <laughs> what are you trying to say here god and then um god obviously spoke to me so i read the book but god was also speaking to me where he then brought to me that i need you to pray for my son which was tubs and he made he brought a revelation and women or wives rather your prayers are strong. The prayers you pray for your husband are very strong, especially when it comes into the spirit realm. Your prayers carry more weight than what his mom's prayers will carry, to what the pastor's prayers may carry, to what his brother's prayers may carry, because in the heavenly realms, God recognizes you as one. Not, It's not Nikki and Tabs, it's the Nechi Vungululus nikki and tabs we're one and so god was like i need you to pray for my son and the only person right now for god to work he needs a physical body to operate 
for him to do what he needs to do. He needs a willing person to come in and do what he needs to do. Because God could not move unless I say, I spoke it forth for him to come through and do what he needs to do. The same way Jesus came down to earth, you know. So he's like, um, my son needs to come back to me. He's in the wilderness. He's lost. But your prayers... I need your prayers and I'm going to start preparing you because it's not going to be an easy thing. It's not going to be a one-day prayer. It's not going to be a two-day prayer. I was literally going to war. As the Bible says, we wrestle not against flesh and blood. We wrestle against principalities. I was literally, God was preparing me for the battle ahead, which wouldn't have happened, which wouldn't need to happen had I stayed in God's word because the enemy always attacks us when we are unprepared. And so hence, we always need to stay in his word. Hence, his word says, ask whatever you want and I will give it to you. And there's just that one thing, abide in me and God will do the rest. And I think that's where we tend to miss the mark. But anyway, I'm not going to go in too deep with that. So, and I was like, okay, that's hectic. So my heart was not yet there. So God started working on my heart and he took me on a journey. He took me on a childhood journey where I had to break down strongholds. So I didn't come in, God didn't come to, for me to get to tabs or for me to pray for my husband, God had to deal with me first. I had to break down a lot of principalities that I was struggling with. So he took me back to when I was a child to an unforgiving spirit. I thought I'd forgiven my dad. But I hadn't. Took me back to a moment when I was a child where there's an incident that happened. And apparently I, I didn't let go. Apparently I said a vow to myself that um, I'll never trust a man. And I would never trust my dad. And God was like, you didn't break those vows. So the power of spoken word. Um, and my husband always advocates whatever you speak. Be careful what you say. So imagine this was something I vowed at the age of eight, where I made a vow and I do not trust men and I do not trust my father, right? And that was one demon or principality that was built up in, like built up literally because I didn't break it down. And so I had to go and forgive my dad. I thought I had forgiven him because... But literally, you know that verse, search my heart, oh God, it's such a powerful verse. He literally started peeling back. Like, you know how you peel an onion? That's what God did to me. He peeled back layers and layers and layers of things that I had within me that I was dealing with personally. Um, it was unforgiveness. It was the spirit of pornography. When I was a kid, I was exposed to pornography and that stuck with me. It was a lot of things that God literally had to peel back. And when he was done, my heart was softened. There's that verse in the Bible where it says, soften, um, soften the hardened heart. I mean, I am probably paraphrasing it. So God softened my heart towards my husband. So I was not going to be able to pray for tabs in July, in August, because <laughs> my heart was not God's heart, if I can say it like that. I, my heart didn't beat for God's heart. I thought I was 
a Christian. I thought I was this, but I had like self-righteousness. I had lots of layers that God had to peel back for my heart to be so soft. And my prayer changed for tubs. I was not praying to have a husband the way I wanted. I was now praying to for tubs the way God wanted. Because when me and tubs came together, it, it was a God moment. Okay. So the journey then started. So I, God had dealt with me. I felt a new person. You know that verse, guys, when it says you are born again. I felt born again. I felt like I was a baby in Christ, excited. And then, so that was the prep. That's what I call my preparation to the battle I was about to go into. Because I was so saturated in his word. Reading the book, reading um, the word of God as well. And just staying in prayer. Sometimes I'll just sit and I was like, okay, God, you're going to have to teach me how to pray for my husband. Because I do not know what to pray. I do not know what you want. And I remember my first prayers were, Lord, have your way in tabs heart not my way because my way would would have been god change that person change him to be like this so i think a lot of women what we tend to do is we pray what we want we pray to say oh i want my husband to stop going out oh i want my husband to stop you know and it's a good thing you should still go to god and complain about your husbands don't go to your husband and complain about him but take it to the creator and be like i'm not liking one two three about my husband however God, do what you need to do. Don't change. You cannot change your husband. The only person who can change your husband is God. Anyway, so praying for him. When I didn't have words, I would speak in tongues and the spirit would go. Yo, the spirit would groan and groan. And while the spirit was groaning, I could see tabs. I could see tabs, but at a distance, at a distance. And then, um... September 22, God is like, send tabs. So I had not been speaking to my husband, bear in mind. Then God is like, send your husband a happy anniversary message. I'm like, God, you're testing me. Nah, fam. <laughs> this is what? I have not spoken to this individual for how long? You want me to send him an anniversary message? Oh, boy, wait, wait, wait. Bear in mind, um, September 15th, God was like, I need you to put back your ring. So I had taken off my ring. Because I'd always told my husband, a ring is an accessory. That's how I saw the ring. Mm-hmm. And um, obviously, when we were separated, I was like, well, I might as well take off my ring because we're not together. Oh, Lord, and behold, God was like, put back that ring. And the way God described the ring to me, and this is something I want every married couple to understand. The ring in the physical is an indication and a mark to say you're married in the physical and in the spirit realm you know there's that verse where the disciples were trying to cast out demons and then they're like we don't know you we know of this person but you we do not know they could not recognize them right and god was like in the physical realm remember we are not of this world and who's the owner of the world here that we stay in it's the devil and the devil has his little demons running around And here I was walking, claiming to be married, but I was not wearing my ring. Meaning the devils and the demons, when I'm praying to have my husband or to have God work in my husband, they will not understand or recognize that. When I say cast or I'm breaking this over tabs or I'm breaking this. Why? Because I didn't have my ring. I didn't have my, my covenant in the physical to show that I am a married woman. 
and uh, since then i've valued my ring guys so here i am wearing a ring those that knew i was separated probably thought i was crazy because i was like god what but in this whole process i learned not to care about people i literally had to I literally had to detach myself from a lot of people, my family, my mom, my dad, my sisters, my friends. I literally went into hiding. But in my hiding, God needed me there. And that's when I knew I was on the right track because I had a friend call me from overseas and this friend didn't know nothing. This is a friend from primary school, guys. Had no idea what was happening, but she was felt she she god led her to call me so she calls me and she's like you don't have to tell me what's going on but let me tell you we're gonna pray and that's when i knew god got me god got me because she was not into here what happened what's the story what's the 411 she came in to say we are praying she didn't need to know what was happening she knew that this battle needed to be fought on our knees in the spirit realm and that gave me more oomph. Like every night she would call me, we would pray. From overseas, we would pray. We would pray, we would fast. Fasting, fasting for my husband. Guys, you know, social media will lie to you. What I was seeing, people, you know, little stupid people will come whisper and be like, oh, I saw tubs here. Oh, I saw tubs here. And those people are not your friends, by the way. Because what are they trying to sow? A spirit of destruction. I mean, you saw my husband, so how how is that helping me, you know? Anyway, 22nd of September, 2019, God was like, send a message to Tubbs. I'm like, what? And it was a Sunday. Whew. So I sent him a message, and I'm like, um, happy anniversary. And I think I said seven years is this, this. I had to add my spice. I was like, hi, God, I can't just... You know, mm-hmm. be all lovey-dovey. I'm going to put a bit of Nikki in it because I'm like, what the heck? <laughs> anyway, <laughs> so I was like, hmm, seven years. Seven years meant to be a year of perfection, but I don't see that we're perfect, you know. Anyway, and then surprisingly, he responded after. So when I sent that message, I have this habit of just putting my phone on silent because I don't want to. I'm scared to see the response. And then um, he then responded at like around 3 o'clock. And he's like, yeah, happy anniversary. And then God was like, you need to meet up with him. Like, what? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Lord, no. How do I meet up with a person that I've not met? You know, I didn't know where he was. I was hearing things and everything. But God was like, you are having faith that I am working in him. So guys, bear in mind, I was not praying for tabs to come back home. I was praying for God to get for tabs to get closer to god what was going to happen whether we were going to get back together or not it was not my agenda my agenda was for him to get back to god and god will do the rest Mm -hmm. that was imagine a prayer like that as a wife you'd be wanting your man back home right but god was like i need you to get that man back to me by showing obviously my actions and when my and the reason why i say my heart was softened the actions I was doing, I would not have done on my own in my physical strength because I was angry. So you're still angry at this point? No, I wasn't. Oh. The spirit of anger got out of me. Anyway, um, I meet up with Tabs um, on the 24th. Yeah, I meet up with Tabs on the... No, not on the 24th, on the 23rd. I meet up with him. We go for dinner. 
okay and <laughs> and then um we start the, the conversations then started i was like oh he's still looking handsome oh man hey, and everything <laughs> i was my heart was so melted but then when i met him at that dinner i literally wrote him a letter of an apology letter to apologize because all this time i thought our marriage downfall was because of him but it takes two to tangle you cannot fight a battle or can i say two armies cannot fight and walls do not fall it has it takes two people to fight for walls to fall down it's not one-sided thing Mm. Mm. and then so i wrote an apology letter had to be spicy again i was like i'm gonna put the letter in an envelope so he'll think i'm serving him you know (laughs) but anyway um i had to die to self i think my greatest lesson out of this whole thing was dying to self where physically my natural self would want to react he would say something and i would want to react he would do something and i would want to react i would hear something and i would want to react but then there's that thing of I had to die to self and allow God. Let go and allow God. Anyway, um, so sure. And then um, I had none of. Then there was a time when God was like, "Send Tab's Bible verses, the so Bible verses anonymous." No, no, he didn't. God didn't tell me anonymously. Yeah. I felt if you saw those Bible verses from me, you would you would not take it seriously. Mm. So then I was like, okay, I'm gonna anonymously send where you go online. And you can send a message for free. Anonymously, every morning, send Tubbs a message. But I would send a message led by the Holy Spirit as to what to say. Which I did. Anonymously would just randomly send him messages. I didn't know how he was receiving them on his side. Or everything. But, you know. And I was still praying, guys. So this is September, October, November, December. My husband's still not back home. And I'm still praying. I'm still fasting with my friend. We're still praying. We're still fasting. Um, December, God was then like, I need you to make space in your wardrobe for your husband. He is coming home. I'm like, what? <laughs> hey, God. Because I had lost all hope, actually, for him to come home. I was just praying for times to get close to God. So I'm like, okay. I then told my friend. My friend was like, awesome. Let's unpack the drawer. And she was like, get anointing oil, let's anoint the house, let's 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 prepare for Tubbs to come home. And I was like, God, mm. okay, I will do this. And in that time in December, God then said I need to forgive his parents. Because obviously there were things that I had said and everything, which I did. I was like, yep, I made amends. And then I met up with my mom in love. And our relationship got so strong because what we spoke at that breakfast, it was a, we met at nine. We literally left that place at two. Sure. Speaking, speaking, and we were on the same page. And then she joined the army to pray for Tubbs. My mom in law came to the house, and I met her other friend, and we prayed for my husband. We started praying for him, and we literally opened the door. And literally, physically, we're like welcoming him back home. Imagine. I had no time. (laughs) Imagine. (laughs) Anyway, (laughs) long story short, um, my husband came home. And it was not an instant 
restoration, but the restoration started. And the dying to self had to now properly be manifested. But it was a point where when I was wanting to rise up, like when I could sense there's another spirit rising up, that's not me. The Holy Spirit would come in and let me know. And I would literally rebuke it and be like, Holy Spirit, take control. And I think, yeah, it was all God, guys. Because I would have never done or tolerated what was happening when my husband came back. Because I was like, how? God. Hey, what's going on? Person's not back. What's going And God was like, don't worry. Tabs would be like, oh, babe, I'm sorry. I'm running late. And God would be like, just respond and say, it's okay, love. Drive safely imagine (laughs) but anyway i think yeah i learned to die to self and the restoration journey started but we will talk about the restoration in our next episode i think i spoke so much yo love i spoke so much no it's fine uh, yeah anyway guys so that's my side of the story in the wilderness i think i I have some questions but it it kind of left now um Sure. Anyway, it will come back. I forgot. It will come back. Are you sure? What mm. questions do you want to ask? No, we'll see. We'll get to it. Okay. We'll get to it. Sure. So, you want me to share my side of the story? Yes. 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 <laughs> my wilderness. Your wilderness. <laughs> my wilderness was a real wilderness. Mm. Eh? <laughs> okay, but let me share this. I've never really spoken about this to anyone. Right. So, it's, I don't know. I don't know how it will go. Right, but let's talk. And I, yeah, at least you, you limited me with with time, so I won't talk a lot. <laughs> we right. can do wilderness part two. No, we don't have to. <laughs> so anyway, so um, sure. On my side, the day we separated, yeah, the day, yeah, dude, hey, Nikki was difficult, right? Because I knew I didn't want the whole separation thing. Right, and she'd tell me like some really mean stuff, like the whole mad black woman stuff. Like she was angry, bro. Right, and as the period where she had moved out, I was trying to reach out to her and just <laughs> talk some sense into her <laughs> and say we don't have to separate. We stressing the kids, come back home, and all the stuff. But yeah, she'd say really mean things, and I think you remember some of it. But you've apologized saying you were angry. It was, yeah, it was harsh stuff. Like stuff like um um what would you say? I'll only I'll only move back if you go to rehab. <laughs> like what? And bear in what? mind rehab guys, now. Bear in mind um the person who accuses is who? Who accuses? Who's an accuser? The accuser is the devil himself. Mm. So I was attacking Tubbs' integrity, Tubbs' manhood. I was attacking every aspect of a man. You know when they say you can break a man? That mm. was what I was doing. Yeah, so this day came, we met at this restaurant. Right. And how's this, bruh? We're chilling. We're not we're not we're not happy people, ne? We're having heavy, serious fights. And girl goes and orders food, bruh. And she's like, why aren't you ordering food? So in my head, I'm thinking, um, like, this person wants to kill me slowly, ne? <laughs> Yo, like, she's saying all these mean things about me and my family and everything while enjoying a medium-rare steak. I'm like, what? 
what is this? This is evil. Uh, anyway, but anyway, I understand she was angry, and I'm not perfect as well. But um, yeah, I'm I'm bringing you guys in now, eh? But anyway, let me bring you in. So, see, then the decision was we're going to go our separate ways, and she had decided she was going to um, move out, like get a get a new place to rent. And then move out, and we're gonna split the furniture, etc., etc. And then I called an Uber, walked out, like this is going nowhere. Went home to the house, um, and when I got home, the kids were downstairs because now the kids were by me, and my wife wasn't staying by me. So I was like, "What is going on? anyway?" So anyway, so that night. When I got home and I saw the kids were down the downstairs over there, as, and Kanye was in her room, I saw how it would break them if we just did the whole separation thing, right? And then I called Nikki, and I told her, "No, it's fine. I will leave the house. You can come back, and then I will leave the house. I don't know where I'll go. I had nowhere to go. I was like, come back. It's fine. And then." That's when, uh, that very second, I went to the bathroom, um, our main bathroom there, and I never used to like smoke in the house and stuff, right? Rolled a blunt. <laughs> they don't even know where I got weed from. Rolled a blunt, um, then had a cigarette, changed into my clothes, and I went out. It was a Thursday. Broken, bro. I went out and it was a Thursday, payday Thursday. Broke <laughs> like I was like I went wild. Didn't go to work on Friday. People were worried about me on Friday, and I that night before I went out, I texted uh, my boss to tell him that a hey, Nikki and I are separating. But I'm a bit dramatic because for me it was okay. We are breaking up. The divorce is happening, right? Because that's what. I was seeing in my head like this woman does want nothing. A divorce is happening. I am out. How? There I am. Leave with my laptop bag. Don't know why I even took my laptop bag. But there's only thing I didn't want to. I felt I could take. Right? Oh, I didn't take my. I don't know who. But I took. I let. I just left. Right? And. Yeah, straight into into party life. Right? Like I didn't care. Wasting money that weekend, sleeping in hotels, right? Every single night. And not just like sleeping in a motel, right? Like I was paying like 3,000 rand a room. That kind of stupid life, right? And from that point onwards, like my life started spiraling, right? And I needed to get my clothes, Right, I remember I had to ask my friend to stay by him for like two weeks because I didn't know where I was going to go and all that stuff. Um, and then, yeah, I had to squat at, at my homie's place for like a week or two, but still sort of carry on with life. But life was going downhill and downhill very quickly. At work... The guys were aware of what was happening with me, but my performance as well had started dropping as well. Like I'd get to work at 12 o'clock in the afternoon, 
because I was drinking the night before. Like my life started spiraling, right? And it was funny. Like even I had people around me that would that were there for me even in the spiraling time. Right, my boys were there, right? And I don't know, guys are a little bit different, right? Because they were there to like just hey, tubs. We understand your situation. It ain't easy, but they sort of allowed me to go through it in a way, right? And I felt the support from my boys, but then there were certain people. Like you know, you know what the word spiraling means. You know what spiraling means in life. Like when a person says that spiraling means their life is going downwards. Like you're going, you are falling. You are literally you're falling. You're falling. And then with certain people, when I say they're like, ah, what's going on? What that? We talk. I'm like, nah, I'm spiraling. But they'll take it as a joke. Like, hey, you're enjoying your spiraling time and all stuff. But spiraling literally means you are dying. You are going down. Mm-hmm. You are literally going down. In that season, um, in that season, I had gotten an opportunity for a promotion at work, right? But then my this stuff sort of happened at the same time where I was getting promoted and my performance dropped and my CEOs and directors were losing confidence in me, right? And I remember they called me into the into the boardroom once, like, "Hey, dude, there's this position. We wanna give it to you, but we don't know if you can handle it with your life right now, right?" And at that point, I decided to pull up my socks. I don't even remember what time of the year this was. Pull up my socks, move back to my dad's house, where I can sort of have a bit of stability, um, and then focus on work. And that that Friday where I went to Papa's house, um, I went there, took my bags and all that stuff, and I left them at the house. And and then I went out. <laughs> right, I lived a party life, like literally. Came back on Sunday, I had no money, right? But I was like, you know what? I need to go back to normal. And God was like, no, nah, just just book an Uber, right? I didn't know what I was going to do. Oh, actually, I know. I, I called this Uber guy, right? He gets here. And then I'd asked a friend of mine at work to borrow me like 200 bucks to pay for my Uber. Because she knew what was, that life wasn't great. But then when I got into that Uber, this, this guy says to me, Hey, you're a great guy. I feel like um, God is saying I need to drive you every morning. And that guy helped me. It was consistent every single morning. Six o'clock. This is October now. I don't know. Six o'clock in the morning, he'll come pick me up. Come pick me up from work as well. And I was starting to get a bit of routine and a bit of stability in my life because I had that guy. And I was like, no, you don't have to pay. You can pay month end, which helped because it could take me anywhere and and build me month end. And it sort of put me back into into a a routine in a way. Yeah, which I didn't have. Right. But now... Like this guy is a he's a Christian brother. So in the car, now we're now listening to gospel music. He was telling he's he was a pastor as well. And we just started connecting and stuff. And I realized that I had gone July, August, September, probably October, around July, August, September, without talking to God. 
Like when I say without talking, I mean like even a high, like even a thought of God. There's none of that in my life, like at all. There was no space, right? And I also started realizing that ever since the day I moved out, that July when I stepped out of the house, that day I moved out, ever since that day, I had never been alone. Like just in my own space space on my own there's always people around me mm. either drinking either family either something was always happening soccer entertaining random females it was just i was never alone mm. right then i realized like yeah okay times now you need to actually start facing your things now right and then you reached out to me and i found it very weird that you were reaching out to me but I also saw it as a, like, oh, she's coming back to normal, right? And then we had the dinner thing, and she couldn't resist me that night. Wow. <laughs> wow. Say I'm lying? No, you're not lying. Yes. <laughs> Why did you skip the part? I'm joking. <laughs> right. Um, but anyway, so I was just confused. But at that time, when Nikki is reaching out to me, and she's being all nice and all that stuff, I'm thinking, yo. What is going on with my life? Like, even my ex-wife is still attracted to me. I'm not seeing God in it. I'm thinking, yo, player, player. What a legend. And it kept getting stuck in this spiral until this one time. Like I think it was like around November or something. Where eventually I was alone. And I literally, I faced... Um, some demonic stuff but I, like, I couldn't sleep and I was struggling to, to pray and that very moment that's the moment I, I decided to come back to God and come back to my senses and like I decided I decided that this was not my life basically you can't that demon said no I can't say it like no, no but obviously censor no, it no like I don't know how to say it, but it was just a tormenting spirit, yeah, in a way. Like I'm gonna F you up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so wow, love. But it was a tormenting spirit, right? Um, and I need to say this as well, like even in the space and all that stuff in the wilderness, a lot of times, like people, Nikki would also, also she said this to me. It looked like I was living a great life, like a fabulous life. Right, like I was enjoying and having the best time of my life. And to be honest, I was not. Right? It was probably the darkest moment period of my life ever. Right? After my parents' divorce. Like that moment, like I was literally on survival mode. And survival mode not just physically because Satan will provide for you. He'll just keep you will give you enough to stay alive, but at the same time, you keep dying. And in my life, I kept dying. Like, from the day I moved out in July, I kept dying. I was just, every single day, I was dying. Dying, dying, dying. My reputation was dying. My body weight was dying. My skin quality, everything was just dying. Like, I was dying, and I could feel it. I could feel the torment. I could feel what was happening, even though there was alcohol and all that stuff and partying. I could feel it in me that 
I am dying. Like the next step here is six feet under up to this. And that's when you see like how the word says that the enemy comes to kill. Yeah, he does. Like kill as in and destroy. We miss that part. Kill, steal and destroy. But killing means he will not be done with you until you're dead. Yeah, He's exactly. not one agenda is to kill you. Mm, steal and destroy. Mm. But um but I was dying. I wasn't living a fabulous life. It's true, like when they say people cover up stuff with alcohol and everything. Like I could say I was covering up a lot of stuff back then and yeah, people around me, I'm sure a lot of people thought, ah, Tabs is okay. I was not okay. I was going backwards quickly. Right, and I could see by the fruits around me, like when God's glory departs or when, yeah, when his glory departs from you, you literally just look around yourself. Look at the clothes you're wearing. Look at um, the food you're eating. Look at where you are sleeping and all that stuff. And you realize that something has changed over here. This is not what God has called me for. This is not what Tubbs lives. This is not what I'm used to. And it differs for other people. Like I'm not saying, I'm, I'm not talking from a privileged place. I'm talking from a place where I'm, I'm happy and I'm content. I'm at peace and I'm glowing. And there was no glow. There was no glow at all. And that made me realize that, dude, you need to get back to God and all the stuff. And I started talking um, to God again, right? And yeah, and then just letting go of some bitterness and, and hurt and all the stuff. And for me, I don't know if I told you this. Like, yeah, like Dickie and I started talking a lot and stuff and she's in she even with the prayer and everything and all the stuff she used to send me a whole lot of photos of her so there's a whole lot of flirting and all that stuff <laughs> so i used to call i used to tell t and then like oh nikki's my is my is my new girlfriend now and all the stuff so that's that's how it was so we'd flirt and stuff like that right um yeah I can't go into the details wow. of the things that you used to send wow. to me. <laughs> yeah. So things were coming right now, but I was still like, not sure. Like I was just playing around and all that stuff until on Christmas day, I went, we had a bride, my dad's place and my dad and my stepmom tell me that Nikki came to talk to them. And to apologize, yo, that for me showed that there's a God. (laughs) Why are you saying, oh, like her heart, guys, was so hard. Like the things that she used to say. And for her, for my wife to go to my family and humble herself and ask for forgiveness, that turned me. That was like, yo, that is some deep stuff. Right, and then that's when I grew soft towards her. I forgave, I forgave you, right? And the idea of us being together again started like being like real, 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 right? Um, I was stuck in my mess still, but I was stuck in a mess, but on my way out of it, 
right? And I was on my way out to living a good life, which was not easy mm. to come back, right? Um, because a lot of things, habits, I had to break. Mm. I had to break hearts. <laughs> joking. You're not joking. <laughs> hearts were broken. Unfortunately, right? Um, but for a good cause, yeah. right? For for us, right? and for me, it wasn't easy that part but it was beautiful mm. right and then I came back yeah and then you said we we're going to talk about restoration in the next episode yes I have one question oh no yeah in the wilderness in where you were when you were just partying and everything did at one point in like all the noise did at one point did you think you were like, no, not in all the noise. Rather, was there a time when you thought you would not make it to 2020? No. Okay. I always thought I'd make it to 2020. Okay. So I always had that fighting spirit. Okay. Mm. And would you advise men to separate from their women? No, I'd say don't listen to your wife when she tells you to separate. It's some BS, some BS bullshit in the world. Right? But I've heard in some situation, nah, dude. I've heard some pastors say, like, separation is good so you can work things out and all. It is not good. Mm-hmm. Right? I always believed, and I believe this, I believe we're not meant to separate. Right? It would have been, it would have been difficult working through the issues um, together in the same house and all that stuff. But separation is never an option. Mm. Yeah, I don't, I don't believe in it. I feel separation brings a division, and where there's a division, division is divided. Mm-hmm. And I think for our story, is this you talking like this? Mm, for <laughs> our story, because people have different situations, different circumstances. God did not, would have not had us separate had we been engrossed in his word because it's never God's desire to have heartbreak. It's never God's desire to have pain. God is a God of unity. He's not a God of division. And so hence I say it's our story. You would need to hear from God on your story. But yes, that is um, the end of the wilderness and we will be going into our restoration story on how God actually restored us fully and it was it's a beautiful story so do stay tuned in don't log out love to have any last words no i don't have any last words all right guys like share 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 our podcast with people you think need to hear this thank you guys